This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver. A charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So, can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. It's 28 minutes to seven. Jade, I feel like over the weekend, you and I were celebrating for very different reasons. <laughs> really? You had the grand final happen. Yeah, The I AFL did. grand final. Yeah. My team wasn't playing. Oh, no, but still, you know, it's a sport that you watch and, you know, you actively take part of. Yeah. For me, I was ce- you were celebrating that, yay, you know, it's the grand final. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm like, yay, it's the grand final and it's going to be the longest time before I have to hear about football Again, for another year. Well, you know what, Dave, though, um, because my team didn't actually play in the finals, I've, I'm already all about uh, trade week and, you know, all of that kind of stuff at the moment, which is, you know, a month worth of, like, discussion about who's going where, uh, what players might be changing teams, and my team landed a big player on the week, you know. So just to confirm, your team is the Bombers. Uh, my Essendon. team is the Bombers. Yes. They definitely didn't make the finals. But I can't believe that they're already talking about, this is all news to me, you guys, that like, I don't follow. AFL in any way. Mm-hmm. I just assume after grand finals, everyone just goes to Bali or Phuket. There are people who watch cricket. I don't know who they are, but not me. No, I mean the players. Like, you know, oh, I thought yeah. you just all take a vacation and that was it. They're all on vacation still, yeah, but they're, you know, still maneuvering bit, about who's going to... There's all this strategic to... planning yeah. that happens throughout yeah. the year. Exactly. I had no idea. Between now and December, it's all about who's changing teams and, oh. yeah, who I suppose, the players are. Yeah, I suppose, you know, uh, sports journalists will have something to write about then. Oh, they'll find a way, Dave. They'll find a way to make it relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sports, though, on different strokes today, we are having the fantastic Alex mm-hmm. uh, and Megan from an LGBT soccer team join yeah. us in the studio. Yeah, they're doing the first ever LGBT uh, soccer tournament. It's um, a competition between Melbourne and Sydney, so they'll be here later. Which will be great because we get to talk about sports more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jade, you know, last week was probably one of the most phenomenal um, moments of our radio careers thus far. Tremendous honour to be surprised on air with um, the Adam Stobbs Broadcasting uh, Award for both of us Mm -hmm. for doing different strokes. Now, I told my father... Actually, I didn't tell my father directly. Yeah. You know, I I think my little brother kind of fed it back up to him. Yeah. So on Sunday, this is what we do. Like, my my parents are separated, but on Sundays I cook family dinner and everybody comes over. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday, Dad comes over and he goes... So you won some some award, some radio award? 
Um, is it prestigious? <laughs> and there was just this pause and I just went, Dad, where's your broadcasting award? <laughs> Have you got a broadcasting award, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like I'm sitting there clearly drunk with power. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's just like I didn't expect my father to just go, is it prestigious? Like that's the first thing he says. You know, normally parents would be like, oh, well done. Even if it's like participation, some sort of participation certificate for like Mm -hmm. coming last in, you know, the swimming carnival. You just go, oh, well done, you know quick clap, you know, better luck next time or whatever. Like, you know, you, you say something congratulatory. Yeah. You expect to be you expect to be congratulated no matter what. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Dave, when you mentioned that to me, I, I said that, you know, my parents don't even know I won the award because I stopped talking about radio like, you know, four years ago because <laughs> because they made fun of me. No, why? They started Did laughing they? at me and said, uh, you know, oh, well, I don't know, you know, why are you doing a radio show? What, what's wrong with doing a radio show? Do they not see the, the coolness and the excitement and, you know? Well, you know, I think if you call up a radio station and you win a prize, cool. Yep. This is, like, this is Sunbury logic, by the way. This is Sunbury logic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but if you are on the radio, not so cool. Yeah, if you're on the radio giving away the prize, it's not cool because you don't win anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to be the caller that goes, okay, I get Sunbury logic. Yeah. Sunbury logic actually isn't too far from limb logic sometimes. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of my family members would probably feel that way. But my grandfather was actually a radio presenter back in his heyday as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like the voice of some Mandarin radio program in Malaysia. Yeah. I didn't know this until like, you know, much, much later in life. Yeah. Um, when when I started volunteering and doing a radio show and my grandma said, oh, you know, you're following your grandfather's footsteps. I'm like, great. Well, I sound like Fran Drescher on air <laughs> with this annoying voice. And my father, ha- my grandfather had this velvety kind of, you know, traditional radio presenter voice. So, Do you think you could talk for that, like that for a whole show? My voice is not deep enough for that. Yeah. Like I said, Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Susie Quattro. You're listening to Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only lesbian and gay radio station. Well, Jade, I'm so excited for International Lesbian Day because I get to celebrate you as the key lesbian in my life. (laughs) The key lesbian in Brett's life, too. Well, we can have a little parade through the studio. A parade of Jade. Oh, my goodness. That would be so great. We can, like, you know, have a float made out of Converse shoes and, like, a float just for X-Files stuff. (laughs) It'll be like a true Jade Festival. We'll have a giant Gillian Anderson head. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) Hey, this is Ricky Lee here and you're listening to Australia's favourite gay radio station, Joy 94.9. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Ten minutes past eight. Funnily enough, yes, it is Different Strokes. Yes, it is. (laughs) I was surprised for a minute. Yeah, I know. It's just like, what have we been since six yeah. thirty this morning? <laughs> the opening act, obviously. Yeah, the real thing happens we, now. Uh, we're you know so professional that we opening act for ourselves. I know that's how efficient we are. Like mm-hmm. we we handle the opening act, we handle the main event. We'll even sweep up yeah. after it's all done. We'll sweep up all the confetti as well. Yeah, be yeah. here to wipe Anastasia's brow <laughs> <laughs> before she starts at nine. Yes, because yeah. we, we we're caring and we're just all involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, Jade, look, we were talking before about um, selfies or, you know, photos 
that we take of ourselves. Mm -hmm. The strangest places we take photos of ourselves, in fact. Now, look, it's probably no surprise to anyone who knows me and, you know, follows me on Twitter or Instagram that I do like to take photos of myself. Mm -hmm. Not as much as I like to take photos of, you know, scenery and the sky and all that, though. But it's a close second. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I think if we did a count, it'd be pretty close. Pretty close. Number of photos of myself versus other things. Yeah. Okay, Jade. All right. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're being shady. I'm not being shady. I'm just... Stating facts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But look, we we were asking about the strangest place, and I feel like the strangest place I've taken a photo of myself is in a really sexy, really kind of intimate toilet. I'm sorry, you guys. I know some of you guys are having breakfast and, you know, kids in the back seat of the car, and you're going... This classy broad is talking about taking a picture of himself in a toilet. (laughs) What is going on? Dave, I have now taken to, like, there's such thing as a David Lim pose, which basically means that you're going to squish yourself into any sort of small crevice or space that's inappropriate. Like, if you look at Dave's Instagram, (laughs) there's, like, pictures of him, like, at the Taj Mahal, like... Posed in like weird positions. Anyway, so I've now taken to doing that, and as a result, I have some sort of Tyra Banksy-looking photo shoot shots uh, of me like draped across like waterfalls or you know, giving some Greek rain, goddess realness yeah, in rainforests and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I find it, you know, maybe perhaps a little flattering that you know you are trying to pose like me in your selfies. I just think it's kind of a hilarious way of saying Dave's here with me at all times, <laughs> including when I'm on holidays. <laughs> when I'm on holidays. Look at me posing as Dave in front of the waterfall. (laughs) This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. It's 24 minutes to eight. Yes, Jade. Joining us in the studio, we have the fabulous Alex and Megan. Good morning. 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 Now, you guys are here to talk to us because uh, Pride Football Australia is doing the first ever LGBT soccer tournament. I'm going to say soccer because I don't want people to get confused. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys are calling it football. It's the real football. We call it football. We don't use our hands. Yeah. (laughs) That could be taken in so many ways, but I'm a classy boy. I'm not going to go there this early in the morning. So tell us about this team. How did it come together, Alex? Um, We're the Melbourne Rovers and we've been around for four years now. And uh, we're a gay and lesbian club and Australia's first gay and lesbian soccer club. And yeah, just established to give people a chance to play in a, in a friendly um, environment um, here in Melbourne. And how about the tournament? How did that get started? So uh, for the last four years, we've been playing the Justin Fashionu Cup mm-hmm. um, between Melbourne uh, Boys and the Sydney Rangers. And we've been working towards uh, what's going to happen this weekend, which is the first time we can have um, the Melbourne Rovers women play the uh, Flying Bats, which is uh, the Sydney Lesbian Club. And, and the the biggest lesbian club in the world they claim wow i think they are they've been running for almost 30 years oh wow so i used to play with them too yeah, I did. yeah. 
So, Megan, how long have you been playing soccer, a.k.a. football, the real football? Yeah, since I was nine. <laughs> wow, okay. So, I mean, this is a kind of sporting passion that, you know, I'm really pleased to see people keep from, you know, their school days and all that. Because Lord knows when it was PE, mm-hmm. I would have some sort of illness, some sort of incurable disease that would mean that I have to have no choice but to sit on the sidelines and play Brandy in the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think I'm kidding, but I'm really not. You can go speak to my PE teacher. Like, you know, I actually play Brandy album when they play indoor soccer like it, over the over the sound system that's tragic if only booty popping was like an actual PE activity then I you would, would excel. get an A I would excel I would be teaching booty popping <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this tournament is there a rivalry because it is Melbourne versus Sydney there is a big rivalry. We, we, we're, we're the underdogs yeah. uh, in this. Uh, we're, we're dealing with clubs that have a 10-year or 30-year history. You know, our multiple winners at uh, International Gay and Lesbian World Cups. And, you know, we're the little club that can. The plucky little <laughs> Melbourne Rovers. They might make an indie film about you one day. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of, like, you know, maybe school kids that are, you know, finishing school and would still like to continue with sports. Are you guys, like, recruiting or anything that's, like that? Well, that's that's why we exist really you know um it's not i personally i just think uh it's not ideal to have a segregation mm-hmm. you know where we're playing here and they're playing there mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh personally i gave up football because i just thought well look i don't like the environment here mm-hmm. um so i think subconsciously i just went in a different direction and then I came back when Melbourne Rovers founded, like five years ago, and uh, I was in my forties already, and yeah. I started that, playing football again. That's, that's a that's lot kind of years. Ridiculous. That's a lot of years I to let go of football, as opposed to no Megan, good. who's never stopped. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, Devoted athlete, it you is are. Interesting, Dave. Like that, how homophobia or um, those kinds of issues can push people out of sport. Oh yeah. Uh, I at one point did actually play soccer for a while, and believe it or not, you know, despite the stereotypes about women uh, on female soccer teams or female sport teams of any type I was actually put I ended up not playing anymore because the team was quite homophobic. Megan what's your experience with homophobia and playing sport? When I first moved to Sydney when I was 18, 19 I played in a straight team and it was quite weird because I was the only one without a ponytail Ah. Um, and it was. (laughs) Okay hang on a minute girls you play Girls, you play sports. I mean, you, you got to get them ponytails up somewhere else. Like, you know, just get rid of it. So, okay. So you were the only girl without the ponytail and you stood out quite a bit. It was, yeah, it was a different situation. I'd just moved from the country. I was coming out and it was quite obvious that I was the only person who was not straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily finding out in playing in a competition, I found out about the bats and went, they're a better team for me. <laughs> <laughs> you found your people. Yeah, definitely. It was It was not any sort of open homophobia, but it was just awkward, Yeah, I guess. And so... But I'm sure like tournaments like this are good for, you know, drawing attention to the fact that, yeah, we can get together and celebrate. But, yeah, we want to be able to integrate uh, in regular sporting Mm. competition as well. Yeah, we want to see, you know, sports with no boundaries of that sort one day. But for now, let's just celebrate pride, celebrate pride football. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex and Megan, for joining us this morning. All the best with the tournament. Do us proud. <laughs> Will do. Do us proud. You're listening to Different Stories with Jade and Dave here on Joy 94.9, your community radio station. You say that it's about pop artist with character. Pop, pop artist with character. Forget what you've heard. I do listen to Stromulala music, as I like to call it. 
Get ready for a Different Strokes take on music. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Our Different Strokes music pick of the week this week is my choice, and I've gone with Brandy's new single, Wildest Dreams. Okay. Now, Jade, this is, you know, despite all these years of being on Joy and, uh, you know, doing community radio, I very rarely bring a Brandy track on because I'm so aware, I'm so self-aware mm-hmm. that people might not share my passion for her. <laughs> I think she's a superb, like absolutely superb R&B artist. Like Mm -hmm. she just, out of all the, you know, uh, pop and R&B artists that have emerged from the 90s, I think she has incredibly unique vocals that cannot be downplayed Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So the newest single, Wildest Dreams, is really a return to that kind of soulful kind of brandy that a lot of her core fans absolutely adore. So the beats are very slick. It's very modern. So I don't want you to think that it sounds dated or anything. The beats are very slick. It's a modern kind of mid-tempo. She's not really jumping on the dance bandwagon. I know a lot of R&B artists are doing it. They're teaming up with Red One and David Guetta and, you know, going for that dance sound. But I feel like Brandy's honouring her R&B fans by, by going back to her roots. Mm-hmm. So Wilder's Dreams, the new single, is co-written by Sean Garrett, who has written heaps and heaps of hits for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It's produced by The Business. And you know, this is sort of the kind of producers that Brandy's working with for this new album. It's a lot of new names, a lot of current up-and-coming producers. Yeah. In the past, she's worked with Timberland and she's worked with Dark Child, who are two massive producers that have given her very defining albums. Mm-hmm. This forthcoming album, 211, which comes out in two weeks here in Australia. 211. 211. Was it supposed to come out last year or...? <laughs> <laughs> That's how long her project's been delayed. <laughs> yeah. This is Brandy's first album in four years, you guys. So God knows how long this has been in the works, really. Yeah. I feel like she's lost her confidence along the way, which is really sad because when you have so much talent and, you know, you, you kind of lose your way. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but the the reason why it's called 211 is actually named after her birthday, which is 11th of February. Mm-hmm. But sadly, is also the date that Whitney Houston died oh, this year. Okay. And Whitney Houston was like her close friend and mentor and everything. Okay. So, so it's a Whitney tribute? It is a Whitney tribute. I don't think there'll be any specific Whitney tribute tracks on this album. Mm-hmm. You know, she might get a mention, a huge mention in the album booklet, but there's no Whitney covers or anything in Brandy's new album. Okay. So no, nothing like that. Don't expect it. As we expected, Mm. Brandy has been very polarising. And Philip from Ivanhoe says, very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Tony says, I'm sorry, Dave, but that track was woeful. Can I just say, so our music pick of the week this week was Brandy's new single, Wildest Dreams. And I don't think it's been playlisted anywhere in Australia. It's probably the very first Australian radio play we're giving to her new single. And we don't get a lot of R&B kind of soulful ballads here at Joy. (laughs) You know, I recognise... Like he's totally like... Trying to justify why. I am totally trying to justify it. You know? <laughs> uh, but you do have some supporters, Dave. Uh, we did have someone uh, email in and say, I love the Brandy track, That Girl Can Sing. Uh, and Bilal says, thank you so much for playing B-Rock. So She is so underestimated. I'm her biggest fan. See, we have one Brandy stand out there who's <laughs> joining arms with me this morning. <laughs> the two of you can get together and start a group. <laughs> we were asking before about the strangest place you've taken a selfie, mm-hmm. a.k.a. a photo of yourself, yeah. um, You know, to go into a draw to win our DVD of the week here at Joy, which is August, the yeah. movie. Yeah, thanks to Love Films. Uh, and the winner is Patrick from Thornbury, who said, at 
a funeral. Patrick, yeah. really? Maybe Patrick was in a really nice suit and he kind of thought, oh, you know, yeah. this is a moment. Let's take a photo of myself. Can't get much stranger than that. Yeah, at a funeral. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope you did it discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> this week, uh, Dave, I couldn't go past uh, the new app uh, that is from Rovio, the people who make Angry Birds. They've come out with a spin-off of Angry Birds called Bad Piggy. So as anyone who has played the hugely successful Angry Birds knows, the, uh, the villains in that particular game are the pigs. Uh, in this game, the pigs are... The focus of the game, so it's a bit more puzzle based. Um, if you a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, another Rovio app called Amazing Alex. Uh, so it's a bit more puzzle based, like uh, Amazing Alex, than Angry Birds is. But I guess the aim of the game here is you'll you've got the little pig, uh, you've got uh, a series of um, a series of tools that you can put together to make a vehicle. So you'll have some wooden boxes, some wheels, uh, some bottle rockets, maybe a fan. Mm-hmm. And you've then got to make sure that you, you've you got like three little uh, things that you've got to hit uh, and go through sort of a maze to hit all three and you'll get three stars. Uh, okay. So it's a bit more, um, I guess, strategic and puzzle driven uh, than... Uh, Angry Birds is Angry Birds is a it's bit very more much flinging and yeah flinging and getting it at the right angle. So I think it's interesting that because it's so close to Angry Birds that they've decided to do something fresh and something different rather than just going. Well, people know how to play Angry Birds. Let's just create a duplicate of that. Yeah, and you know people will get it straight away. So no, I think that that's cool. You know, this sounds like a game that could stand in its own right. Yeah, it definitely could, and it's definitely I find it a lot more challenging. Uh, on the brain of trying to figure out, like, if I put the pig here and I use the fan there. If I do this is, here yeah, tweak is, that. Is that going to get me the right, you know, yeah. and am I hitting the fan at the right time? So there's a lot more sort of thinking through that's happening uh, in bad piggies so uh yeah it's just out now it came out i think last week so last week the week before. we'll have to see how this spin-off goes because you know with spin-offs they don't usually work yeah you know like the golden girl spin-off and was joey there was a golden girl spin-off where it was like based around a hotel or something it was an <laughs> epic flop and same with joey from friends i mean girl yeah. really yeah i know no but sometimes they turn out all right sometimes they turn out all right yeah cheers Cheers. Yeah. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Oh, yes. That the was a spin-off. The Cheers and Frasier spin-off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. It is 24 minutes to nine. Yes, Jade. And joining us on the line here, we have Sam, uh, the lead singer of a Melbourne indie band called Paper Kites. Hello, Sam. Hello, guys. How are you going? Great. Good morning to you. Good morning. We always love it when uh, bands get up early to come and talk to us. <laughs> now, the pa- the Paper Kites are a Melbourne-based band. Can you tell us a bit about the band and how you got started? Yeah, look, we were all friends um, from, you know, quite a few years back playing in various bands. And we just, um, Sam and Christina, um, uh, just were kind of playing a little bit together at weddings and cafes and that kind of thing. And um, but then uh, I think they got accepted into a festival um, just for a bit of fun. So they kind of pulled together the rest of us, and uh, yeah, we played at the festival. It just went really well. So we kind of recorded a bit of a demo, and from there it just kind of took off. So the style that you guys are, are known for, uh, you know, doing in mu- music-wise, is you, you guys do indie folk, and um, yep. your new EP actually is your second EP is called Young North. Can you tell us a bit about you know the styles and the influences on that? 
Yeah, look, um, stylistically, uh, I guess from where we were a year ago, it's kind of developed. Um, there's a lot of kind of warm guitar and this little bit of banjo, and um, basically we just wanted to write songs that that we loved and that um, that basically just kind of represented what we wanted to do, which is kind of, I guess you could say it sounds a little bit a little bit like uh, Fleet Foxes, a little bit like Bombay Bicycle Club and that kind of general uh, sound. Is there a song on the EP that you're most excited about? Um, oh, no, I, I love them all. I really can't decide. <laughs> Choosing do, between your children. Do you ever get to a point where you're just like, oh, no, I can't stand listening to that one anymore? Um, no, no, not yet. <laughs> we'll wait until you've got a bit more of a back catalogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you, everyone always got that one embarrassing song that they hate and that everyone else loves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like them all. Uh, you're going to be doing your first headlining tour around the country in October and November. What are you most looking forward to about being a headlining band for the first time? Um, well, we have done a couple of headline tours, um, mm-hmm. but this is certainly the biggest one. And I guess we're just excited about taking the show to bigger venues and seeing more of the country this time and and basically just kind of, you know, doing things our way and asserting ourselves the way that, you know, showing ourselves the way that we want to be shown and, uh, yeah, we're excited about taking the next step, I guess. Now, Sam, uh, do the Paper Kites have a certain tour ritual, like pre-show ritual that you guys do together? Yeah, we have a song. Um, <laughs> so you just play with... backstage, just just you guys? Yeah, yeah, we just sing it backstage right before we go on. <laughs> um, I can't remember where it started, um, but it's to the to the um, the tune of uh, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> and, um, it's just, I don't know, it's a song we made up, and um, yeah, every every show we definitely do that. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask, what's your favourite song to cover? And I think we just found it, Jade. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a great song. Do you guys do any covers on your um, show, on your set? Um, yeah, look, this coming tour, we'll be doing a cover. It's all very top secret at the moment, though. Um, but, uh, yes, there will be a cover in there. Okay. Now, your, uh, the, the single that you guys are launching from your new EP, Young North, is called A Maker of My Time. What's, yep. what's the sound like? What's it sound like? I know. Look, I'm going to get my very first listen of it when we play it after this. So you got to like wet my appetite a little. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's a it's a warm sounding song. It kind of it it flows along quite nicely. I think um, kind of drives along with the guitars, but then the vocals are kind of uh, lazily sitting on top. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite a relaxing song. Sounds like a good song for like a Sunday afternoon in the backyard, just chilling. Yeah. And, and, and a very yeah. cool, intriguing uh, video that you've got to go along with it too. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're really happy with that. We just um, found a guy on the internet and cruised out to Mildura <laughs> and um, chucked him on a desert road and filmed him pretty much. Yeah, sounds awesome. The video was directed by, uh, hang on, so it was co-directed by you guys and Jefferton James, who's done videos for Boy and Bear in Avalanche City. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, like we had the idea and we just wanted someone to that was able to shoot it and uh, edit it and do it justice. Um, so, yeah, we got him to Jefferton and he was really happy to do it. And, um, yeah, we were really happy with the result. That's so awesome. So you guys are going on tour starting uh, Thursday, 11th of October until early November. For more information, where can we go to find out about Paper Kites? Um, we've got a website, a fancy new website. Um, you can like us on Facebook as, you know, Facebook's kind of the thing to do these days. <laughs> um, 
And, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably our main avenues, I guess, yeah, on the, pretty much online, the way it happens. All right, check out the paper kites. Thank you so much, Sam. Great. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.